been listening to Tanzi Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Hobart in Tasmania and we're coming to you right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am, you can hear what the Bible says about the past, current and future events, learn how to study the Bible more effectively, get to know who God is, why we are here and where we are going, and experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Tabitha Zachariah, and today we have David Leo joining us from Devonport. Welcome, David. How are you today? I'm well, thanks, Tabitha. Happy Monday to you and all our listeners. Happy Monday. <laughs> mm. Right. I'm just, hey, I just want to give a shout out, you know, like um, Christine and David out in uh, WA, always listening in and uh, get, you know, giving us feedback. I want to say a massive hello and happy Monday to those two. In particular, <laughs> yeah, you know Thank what I'm talking about. Yes, I do. <laughs> and to all our active listeners, we yeah. we are grateful to have you um, listen to our programs and interact with us. We really appreciate hearing from you, and it's very encouraging to know there are people listening and that um, people are being impacted by uh, our programs or our right. show. So, David, last week I remember you mentioned that you were going to a high school camp, and that is the Northwest Christian School where you're chaplain. That's right, yes. Would you well, like yeah. to share about a bit about what happens yeah. at the camp? Look, the, the best things I love about camps and, and why we run them is because um, we, wanna, we want to form relationships between the staff and the, and the children and, and amongst themselves as well, so the students get to know each other and... Uh, form closer bonds and uh, that definitely that, that was a successful result at the end of the week mm-hmm. uh, on top of that you know we like to um, you know, build the confidence by doing activities like uh, rock climbing and um, you know just uh, all, all these different activities that are done at, at Spring Beach which is our church's um, youth camp facility which is uh, about an hour from Hobart mm-hmm. um, and it's a great great campground um, but you know we lo- I love seeing the kids confidence being built uh, I love sitting down having a chat with them um, you know checking in with them see where they're at and uh, you know one of the uh, uh, biggest highlights is our sister school which is called Hilliard Christian School it's um, it's in uh, Muna just mm. what, probably 10 minutes from Hobart mm. and they were having their week of worship, which we had a few weeks ago, if, if anyone uh, remembers that was mm. listening at the time. Mm. And they were having theirs, so we were able to join them on one of the mornings. Mm. And we hung out with our, our students, hung out with their students for a bit and uh, played some games and had some fellowship. And that was a, that was a lovely, lovely, lovely time. So, mm. yeah, it was an awesome, awesome week. I think my highlight was uh, we, we did a boat cruise where uh, going to Tasman Island mm. and uh, we got to see the the coastal areas there in Port Arthur, mm. and we got to see some seals just chilling out. We got to see these dolphins that were swimming around our boat, um, and yeah, just seeing albatross and, and being out in the open water and, and seeing uh, God's creation that way. Oh, it's just awesome! Mm. Yeah, just yeah, felt like in awe. And the weather yeah. was beautiful a few days last week, which was, it was. really good. Yeah, it was. It was fantastic. Mm. That's good. That's interesting to hear. And uh, would you like to share a bit more of what you uh, just give us a recap of what you shared last week? So we've been going to we've been going through the uh, the parables, um, how Jesus uh, talks about these parables, and we've been going through. Um, uh, 
the series at the moment, and today's the last one, it's, it's the last series of the plan of salvation. Mm. And last week we looked, we looked at the narrow door, you know, so, um, and we continue today with uh, the, the tax collector and the Pharisees. So there's, uh, you'll see that we're building one on top of the other. There are layers to these parables that we're going through, and it's kind of building one on top of the other. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we last week we realized that the door is open to everyone, mm. but there are few that choose to go to the door. <laughs> yeah. There are mm-hmm. few that choose, to, yeah, that choose Jesus Christ. There's a lot. Uh, as far as we're concerned, you know, when it comes to our human desires and our wants, um, there's a lot to be, in our minds, we think there's a lot to sacrifice when you come to Jesus, whereas Jesus is saying, you, know, you come through the door, you're going to see how much of a blessing, how much, how much of relief, how much mm. of a burden is going to be taken off you. But um, and, and today we're going to look at these two men that are contrasted, the Pharisee and the tax collector. Mm-hmm. Which we find in a parable um, in Luke 18, verse mm-hmm. 9 to 14, which we're going to look at uh, this morning. Um, <clears throat> and quite often, when this parable, when we read the parable, it's about two men praying at the temple. Mm. And you would think that the parable is about prayer, but it's not. It's not about prayer. It's it's actually about worship, and how and what worship has to do with the plan of salvation. So that's the that's the that's the key to understanding what what this parable is about, and there's a word that Jesus uses in this parable that we're going to find out, and it's the word justified. Mm-hmm. That this you know, at the end of the story, the, when the punchline comes, it's a surprise. It's a it's a a plot twist, if you like. Mm-hmm. That the tax collector is the one that's justified. And this word justified. We're going to hang our, our talk this morning. Is going to hang on this. <laughs> this understanding what it means that's to the be justified. Key yeah, it's, that's the key word. Yeah, that's the key word. You know, when we come to the plan of salvation, this is very important to understand. Mm-hmm. I um, I, I recently had an experience here in uh, Devonport, where where I live, and we've got you, you can't really park anywhere around the city. You can't be half an uh, ten minutes out walk out of the city and and not have to pay for car park pay. Pay for car parking is everywhere. Mm. Um, you'll find the same thing in Hobart as well. Mm. But um, I, uh, I, I have a, an app where um, this app has a, a map and a location of all the places you need to pay for your car park. And all you need to do is just click on your location, pay for the amount of time that you're going to be parking your car. So I did that and I came back and there was a ticket on my window. And I thought to myself, why would I get a ticket when you know I, I paid for my car parking? So I felt I felt unjustified. <laughs> hey, this is I've been done wrong, you know. Like this is so I uh, I immediately went to the uh, you, you can't call this in, you know. So I immediately went to the um, um, service Tasmania, which takes care of all this kind of stuff, and I went to them with my little complaint, and I said, "Listen, um, I got this ticket, and uh, I paid for my car park." And the person there immediately said, "Oh, we don't deal with that in discount, so you're going to have to go upstairs." And I thought, "Well, how inconvenient." You know, they did the wrong thing, and now I'm inconvenient, inconvenienced to have to take care of this myself. <laughs> so I went upstairs, and I um, went and saw the people upstairs, uh, upstairs and gave them the same sob story I was giving downstairs. And uh, the person said, oh, I can see what the problem is. I said, well, what's the problem? And they said that I had actually input on my app the wrong license plate number. I'd mixed up 
you know, the letter and the number just it was it was uh, I don't know I must have had a, a mind snap or something. Mm-hmm. I said sorry, and so they showed me on the screen. Went, oh, and I looked at my I looked at my app, and they were right. Hmm. I'd actually input the wrong license plate number, so I'd been paying for somebody else. Who is <laughs> <laughs> probably not in Longchester. Probably not in Devonport. They're probably <laughs> not in Devonport. They're probably somewhere near some other city. Yeah. But I thought, oh, that was my mistake, you know? And uh, But the woman at the counter said, oh, listen, um, it's an innocent mistake. We'll let you off this one. You don't have to pay for this fine. Oh. You know, so the moment where I felt like I was... I was right, and I've been, you know, they, they, they'd done me wrong, and blah, blah, blah. It was actually me that was in the era. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that feeling is a very humbling feeling, Tabitha. Mm-hmm. I, when like, you oh, really well. think you're right, and then <laughs> yeah. you realize you're not. <laughs> yeah, and, and the fact that I'm, I'm not giving you the money that, that you are, I don't deserve this, and uh, you guys did it wrong, and then um, yeah, just to just to just show, point out a mistake in my that I had done, and I look at the app and go, "Yep, the evidence is there. Mm-hmm. I'm the one that input this on my app, and I've actually put the wrong license plate number in." Mm-hmm. And to have her say, "Look, it's okay. You know, you, you won't have to pay for this." It was a, mm-hmm. it was a, a human error. I was like, "Oh wow," you know, because mm-hmm. I was I was ready to fork out the money. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. yeah, that's my mistake. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pay for this one. But uh, yeah, I, I felt, I felt uh, there was some, um, uh, some justice that that I received that I didn't deserve, and um, I was really grateful for. You know, I thought, oh, this is this is good, and I, I think this is an important part of understanding uh, what the how this tax collector felt too in this in this story we're about to read. But. Um, mm. it, yeah, and just to remind our listeners, um, if you missed last week's episode on the narrow door, you can catch up on through the Faith FM app or the Faith FM website. And you can also listen to all the programs that we've done since last year. We've done lots of programs. So if you joined us recently, you can catch up on any of the episodes from through the app or the website. Um, you can get the app from the app store. And also our show number is zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. And feel free to text us any questions, any comments or feedback and also we mm. would appreciate to hear from you. Please mm. respond to our on air questions, um and we'll be able to share them. Um yeah, right here. That's for, yeah. I'd I'd love to definitely, definitely love to hear from our from our listeners. Mm. But uh and I'm looking forward to you know, getting into the story, it's a, it's a short one, but uh, hopefully if you have your Bible, follow along. We're looking at Luke 18, mm-hmm. verses 9 to 14. So we'll, we'll come mm. back and, and read that when we, after, after the break. After song. Yeah. yeah. So we're listening to this song, Just As I Am by Nicole Nodeman. I did not dare believe it true That you regard the orphaned ones Beloved daughters, worthy sons For the broken and the barren too I heard could find some rest in What kind of love in injury's place would lead the stain of grace So I come in sorrow I come in shame 
That was Just As I Am by Nicole Nodiman. And you're listening to Tazi Encounters with David Leo. And uh, David is will be talking about the Pharisee and the tax collector soon. Uh, but before we continue, um, I ha- we have a question for listeners. Have you ever experienced justice when you wanted it most but least expected it? Uh, we had mm. David share his story. Um, <laughs> about um, getting a parking ticket and then he realized he was wrong but then he still got, didn't have to pay for it which felt really good um, let us know if you've had any experience where you thought uh, you needed some justice but you didn't really expect it but you got it regardless mm-hmm. um, text us on zero four double eight so, David, um, did you want me to read this? Oh, we actually haven't prayed. Do you want me to pray before we read the scripture reading? Yes, please. Yes. Father, we thank you for this beautiful day. We thank you that we are here and able to do this and um, do your work. I pray that you be with David, even as he's sharing your word with us, um, that you may speak through him and whatever he says may it be in honor and your glory. And I pray that you will be with us as we listen to what is sharing with us and that we may be blessed and um, Mm. be touched and act upon it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. 
Right. So we are reading from Luke eighteen nine chapter verse nine to fourteen, and I'll be reading from the NIV version, New International mm-hmm. Version. And um, the title is the Pharisee and the Tax mm-hmm. Collector. He also, this is so referring to Jesus. He also told this parable to some who trusted in him, in themselves that they were righteous and treated others with contempt. Two men went up into the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, prayed thus, thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I get. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even lift up his eyes to heaven but beat his breast saying god be merciful to me a sinner i tell you this man went down to his house justified rather than the other for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled but the one who humbles himself will be exalted yes there's a short short parable and it's a very simple imagery as well you know, it's uh, we've got the the con- we've got the imagery of the temple, which is an important place where people go to worship because they believe that uh, uh, you know God's glory was was resident at this temple in the most holy place, which is in the sanctuary service, and that's a very important thing to to consider when we look at this parable. But um, it says from the very first part in verse nine why Jesus told this parable. It says there were some people that were so confident of their own righteousness that they looked it down on everyone else. So he was telling this parable for those particular people. But at the same time, when he tells us tells us a parable, he also teaches what type of attitude we need to have uh, in order to approach God. And as I mentioned before, when you get to the end of this, uh, when you get to the end of this, this. Uh, this reading, you can see that. Oh wow! The twist in the story is, it's not the Pharisee that's um, that, that becomes that's justified through the prayer. It's the tax collector, mm. right? And Jesus does the same thing. You've, we've looked at two. We've looked at um, parables in the last four weeks, and you should be able to now see there's a pattern where Jesus contrasts these two people: the older brother, the younger brother, right? You got the vineyard workers, the ones that came first and the ones that came last. Mm-hmm. Jesus uses this method of uh, comparing the two. And in this one, when he says the, the Pharisee, we've got to think about what the Pharisee and the tax collector, what type of status they have had in the days that, um, that he's telling the parable. And so for the Pharisee, you know, the, the Pharisees had the job of, um, you know, and there was never, there was never more than 3,000 Pharisees in the community. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and their specialty was studying the law of the Jews and um, helping people understand what it meant, and then teaching them to apply it in their lives. Right. So this that was the role of the Pharisee in that particular time. Now, I mean, what does that sound like in in today's day? Who who's, who seems to fulfill the pastors? <laughs> right. So they had that type of role as a pastor. Yeah. In in, in Jerusalem now. Uh, they were well respected. You know, they, they were seen as people of, uh, you know, good standing, uh, g- good status. And like anything, like anything, when you get good at something and people respect you, people hold you in high regard. Uh, um, it is the human and the sinful nature, as, as it's spelled out in Romans 3, 
that when we look to ourselves so much that, you know, wow, look at me, I'm getting this honor and respect from people and I have a role of, of uh, how, uh, teaching people this and that and they actually listen to me, you know, and they change lives. Well, just like anything, you get good at something, you start to get feel a sense of pride, mm. right? And, and and you can see it in this this, uh, this particular Pharisee. Not all Pharisees were like that. But in this story, Jesus is obviously sensing in the crowd that there are some people that are so high, high think so highly of themselves that they look down at other people, and he and he wants to speak to them. Hey, listen, I want to I want to share what's on your heart. And at the temple, at the place of worship, where you go to encounter God and and worship God, you hear the prayer of this Pharisee. Now, when you read the prayer of this particular of, of this of this Pharisee, mm-hmm. he's praying by himself, right? Um, and he uses these words. He says, this is the only address that he makes to God. <laughs> God, I thank you that I am not like other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and give a tenth of all I get. How many, did you, did you see how many eyes were in there? Mm, there's at least three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two. Mm, three, four, yeah, five. Yeah, okay. So this is, <laughs> this, yeah, this, there's a lot of focus on me, on myself, mm. right? And and there's a problem with this because you kind of wonder, are you are you praying to God, you know, or are you just talking about yourself? It just right. reminds me of when you know from Isaiah, the book of Isaiah. Oh, I know where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Isaiah twelve, right? right um, uh, where it talks about, oh, sorry, where it talks about, uh, you know, I will be like the Most High. Yeah. I I will ascend. Um, uh, yeah, above we, the clouds. Yeah, and I think there's six. I think there's six or seven. Um, there's seven. Mm, yeah, I'm was, seven. Yeah, so. So, sorry, the reference is Isaiah 14. For those, for the Bible students, the reference is Isaiah 14, and it's 12 to 15, I think. 12 to 15. But if you want to reference that, you'll see that there's a lot of I will, I will, I, blah, blah, blah. And you see this, this, uh, this Pharisee's prayer mm. doing the same thing, just saying, I will do this and I will do that and I will whatever, you know, just, just, um, speaking about himself to a point of, is, is this worship? Right, and and the things that he says, they're all good things, you know. He even talks about, um, he, he, and he mentions the people that he's talking about here. He says, he says, um, uh, robbers, right? The, the the Ten Commandments says you should not steal, mm. and uh, adulterers, you know. The Ten Commandments says you should not commit adultery. Evil doers, though, that seems to be a very uh, general, uh, general target that he's going for in that one, but. Um, he and he says that I'm not like this tax collector. So even in his prayer, he's pointing out the guy, and and you find the what's the difference between the position of the, of the Pharisee mm-hmm. and the position of the the tax collector? The tax collector, he's standing outside. <laughs> he doesn't even see himself worthy to be in there, mm. right, to pray. And and for the for the Jewish the Jews, they had this uh, practice of fasting twice a week. And their fasting would go from Monday, uh, from um, sunrise to sunset. So they don't eat from sunrise to sunset. And usually it was on a Monday and a Thursday. Mm-hmm. 
So this guy is going beyond the call of duty. Like I do it twice a week, you know. Like give a, I, I do my tithing, mm-hmm. right? So he's got all he's got all the right right things happening here. But it says the tax collector standing at a distance couldn't even look up to heaven, but beat his chest, and the beating of the chest is a, is a way of humbling, you know, just humbling yourself and say, "Look, man, I, I'm I'm feeling really down about this." I'm, I'm not a right. I'm not. I'm not right in my mind and my heart. And he says, "God, have mercy on me." So, it's not God. I've done this. I've done that. I've done this. In fact, I've done so much that I don't need you. <laughs> you should be God. You should be grateful that you have me, mm. right? And then you've got this guy that says, "Man, have mercy on me. I'm a sinner." Huge, huge contrast we're getting here. God, Jesus is really trying to teach us a message. And then Jesus, shocking the crowd, finishes it off and says, I tell you, it was this one. This man, this tax collector, he's the one that went home justified. Hmm. Wow. And then he uses this, this line that we're starting to get familiar with. Hmm. You know, we, got, we, we heard the punchline from the vineyard workers. He who is last shall be first. He shall be first will be last. Hmm. And we look at this one. Those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Hmm. So here it is again. This seems to be one of Jesus' favorite lines when telling these parables. Hmm. Yeah. We'll hear more of that after the break. Uh, before we go to a break, I just want to inform our listeners we have a free book offer. It's called The God We Worship by Daniel Scaron, and we'll give you some more information later on and how to claim this very beautiful book. Also, um, let us know if you've ever experienced justice when you least expected it but wanted it the most. Let us know on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Our next song is Grace by Laura Story. My heart is so proud. My mind is so unfocused I see the things you do through me As great things I have done And now you gently break me And lovingly you take me And hold me as my father you how many times will you pick me up when I keep on letting you down and each time I will fall short of your glory how far will forgiveness abound and you answer my child I love you and as long as you're seeking my face you walk in the Grace. At times I may grow weak, 
is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. That was Grace by uh, Laura's story. And you're listening to Tazi Encounters with David Leo. And David is talking about the Pharisee and the tax collector. And uh, in the previous section, we read this parable from the book of Luke, 18, verse 9 to 14. And... Um, we realized that the Pharisee was trying to justify himself and he felt worthy and looked up down upon the tax collector. And the tax collector, uh, in contrast, humbled himself before God and um, said he was unworthy. And in return, he was justified because um, of his humility and accepting mm, mm. of his sin- sinful state. Um, what else do you have for us, David? Yeah, we, we, we learn from this. This is where we start to see the plan of salvation, right? Uh, because the tax collector has demonstrated to each and every one of us the type of attitude that we need to take in order to be justified. And there's this ironic thing about, about life in general, you know, and we find that in this, in this case as well is, um, you know, you, you don't know how beautiful something, you don't really appreciate how beautiful something is. Uh, unless you've seen how bad or disgusting something can be, right? I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. Uh, going out on that boat last last week and seeing the albatrosses and being out in open water um, and, and the things that we saw, if you've been stuck in a room for, let's say you just came out of isolation for 30 days, mm-hmm. right? And the next day you go out on a boat tour and you get to see what we saw, dolphins, seals, you know, the, the cold wind that on your face, you know, the water. 
it's it's awesome. It's like wow, this is this is amazing and incredible, mm-hmm. you know. But you don't you don't know that uh, you can't appreciate it that much. Uh, like for somebody that's been doing it for the last ten days, they've been on, out on the boats every day. They're not going to appreciate it as much as that person that's been isolated for thirty days. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm. It's like in order to experience something for us because of the the. Because of the life that we now live, you know, we live in a sinful world. We have, we have a, a sinful human heart, and um, until we can understand and recognize those things that I just said, the, the way the world is, the way our own hearts are, mm-hmm. we don't get to see the glory of God, right? Because the Pharisee, he's already by admission um, given this 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 uh, aura of I'm in need of nothing. I'm, uh, you know, I, I'm actually go, I've actually gone beyond the call of duty, and I'm doing really good. Mm. And uh, God, I didn't even know I'm praying right now. You know, like there's 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 no need for God to be inter- intervening in his life. In fact, it, it really sounds like a a personal um, audience for the tax collector to make the tax collector re- give him some respect. You know, like this is the way I am. And so when we have when we have tickets on ourselves, when we convince ourselves that we are okay. You know, where we uh, we're unable to see the other side of life. You know, that we're unable to, to to realize, man, I'm in need of something, mm-hmm. right? And we need to see we need to see those contrasts. And Jesus has made us see the contrasts in this particular story. And now it's time for us to have some self examination. What does this mean for me? So let's look at this word justified. This word justified it, it means that. Um, uh, when you've been uh, in legal terms, I'm talking about legal terms now because when we talk in legal terms, I'm going to try and talk about it in the word, in the terms of salvation. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to make a point here: <laughs> salvation is not just based based on legal terms. It's much big, bigger than that. Mm-hmm. And and uh, there's, Jesus uses various means of trying to help people understand. But the word justified, it's you've done something wrong. Okay, let's let's uh, let's just use this. For an example, you've stolen something. Mm-hmm. You've stole. You've gone to somebody's house while they've been away on vac- uh, on, on a holiday. You've gone and, and and taken their their precious belongings. Um, you get caught, mm. and you get brought before the you get brought before the the uh, the law and the, the the judge and the, the law, and they read out your crimes and they say this, that and the other, that you've done the wrong thing and you know it in your heart. Yeah, I have done the wrong thing. And this other person steps up and says, um, you know, for the crimes and they read out the, the they read out the, the punishment, you're going to spend time in jail for a year and a half. That's for your punishment. Oh, that's that's pretty huge for, for the crime. And, you know, you're devastated. Oh man, year and a half, I shouldn't have done that. All the regrets. And somebody else steps in and says, oh, um, they're not going to have to do the year and a half. I'll do it for them. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. And then you're the one that's justified, mm-hmm. right? Because the, the, the punishment or the, uh, what should have the result of your crimes has been met. It's been met by somebody else. But in, in all, all, all um, intents, and, intents and purposes, you're now in the clear. Mm. You you are justified as if you never committed the crimes. It's as if this this other person has taken on the responsibility and said, "I will take those crimes off you, and I will take care of the um, the consequences." Mm-hmm. 
Now that that's that's justified. A, 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 an example in the Bible is um, is found with this criminal that's on the cross, and this criminal recognizes Jesus as authoritative and believes that Jesus is indeed God and believes everything that he said is um, is truth. Mm-hmm. And he turns to Jesus and makes this request and says, "Jesus, um, can you remember me?" You know, when you rise from that grave, when you when you come into the in your new body and your, and who you are, can you remember me this moment? You know, and and have mercy on me. <laughs> and Jesus responds and gives him the promise: Yes, I will. This is going to happen for you. And you think to yourself, wait, this guy he probably he was probably a thief and a liar and a, all these other all these things, right? Hmm. And on that cross, Jesus. He was able to do that for him, right? He was able to justify him. Now, there's there's a thing that people ask. They ask the question, "Oh, this you know this guy, he never got to uh, commit himself to Jesus Christ. He never got to follow him. He never got to do all these things." But what happened there is, mm-hmm. with everything that Jesus is, he's not a criminal. He never stole. He never lied. You know, for the for the fact that he is honest, that he's true, he has integrity, he uh, for everything that he stands for, he he says to this guy, "You're unable to do it yourself, so I'm going to do it for you." Mm-hmm. So he gives his innocence and his his truth and his everything that he does, he does he passes it on to him and covers him where he's short. He doesn't know how you know. He he doesn't know how what it's like to tell the truth, what it's like not to steal, what it's like. So he has to take on Jesus' characteristics, and everything that Jesus offers, and says, "Oh, I'll take that." And the only way you can take that is by this word that is called faith. That's what this this radio station is named after. Mm. Right? You can only accept it by faith. So to to be justified, you have to have faith. So this tax collector. He feels miserable. He feels like he doesn't deserve mercy. But guess what? He's at the temple. So there's a there's a smidgen of faith there, and it's enough enough faith to get him there and say, perhaps God will, will hear my plea and my appeal. Hmm. And so the lesson that we learn from this tax collector, I want to elaborate that on next after our, our next song, but yeah, we'll get into it then. Hmm. Just to give some more information about our free book offer, which is called The God We Worship by Daniel Skeron, and the Bible serves primarily as God's revelation about himself, and through its pages we see multiple stories by which the Lord presented himself to those who were to represent him as servant leaders among his people and as heaven's spokespersons before the nations. But when all is said and done, there remains for each one of us a most important choice. Will we have the courage to take a step mm-hmm. in faith? Mm-hmm. Will Amen. we believe the word of God and embrace the Savior who is God, who is in God and who came to earth to reveal the Father? While the worship we render to him is important, it's even more important that we understand who is this God enthroned at the very center of all our consecrated worship. I'll give you the code to claim our free book offer, which will guide you in understanding God more. Um, After the break, let's listen to this song, Mystery of Mercy by Kedemon Skull. I am the woman at the well, I am the harlot. 
by Cadmon Skoll and you're listening <laughs> to Taz Encounters with David Leo and uh, David has been talking about the Pharisee and the tax collector um, before the break I promised to give you the code to claim our free book offer which is called The God We Worship by Daniel Scaron and the code is Encounter 9 text Encounter number 9 don't put any space in between text that to 0488 880891 and we'll be able to send this beautiful book to you. This book is amazing. You don't want to miss um, getting a copy. It will explain more about God's character and um, help you to understand God better and take that step of faith to accept God in your life. 
as David mentioned, it takes faith because we have not met God yet. So we are making this decision and this choice by faith. Um, David, in the previous section, you talked about justification and how the uh, tax collector was justified. And uh, for him, this felt like a huge deal because it's something that he did not expect. And um, you mentioned that you're going to talk a bit more on understanding and realizing our need for God's mercy. Uh, would you like to talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, because this is we're talking about the plan of salvation here. Anybody that has asked that question, how can I be assured that I'm saved? How, how do I know that uh, Jesus is, is uh, grace is sufficient for me? How do I know that I'm worthy of <laughs> Jesus' grace? And this is this this tax collector's experience is giving us a huge insight to those answers. And and it is this: the first thing <laughs> is the tax collector realizes that he's not worthy of these things. You know, the most humbling text that I ever came across, and when it when it struck me, it um it put a, a, f- a type of fear and disgust in me that I was in denial. Mm. You know, and, and I specifically remember when I when I was spending time in my uh, imagination, exercising faith at the cross, and looking at Jesus, and 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 the, and the more I read, the more I felt. Um, I came to this, I actually prayed this out loud and I said, Lord, I never asked for you to die on the cross for me. Right? That was the, that was the denial factor that I was in. And the text that really drove this home for me was when I read Romans 8 verse 7 and it says that the carnal mind or the sinful mind or the, or the human mind, it says it's enmity against God. Mm-hmm. Our natural, um, you know, the the minds without the intervention of the Holy Spirit is enmity towards God. Where do you find this word enmity in the Bible? You go back to Genesis, yeah, yeah, and 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 God is talking to the serpent, which is Satan, after Adam and Eve eat of the fruit, and He says, "I'm going to put enmity between you and the woman, mm-hmm. and her seed. Everyone, you know, all the generations that come after the after the woman, I have to put enmity between you, the two of you." What does this mean? It means that God had to intervene to separate a unity between the woman uh, and Satan. Like God had to do, God had to separate that. It's like a parent that sees the the children, the, their children making friends with people that they shouldn't be friends with, mm. and has to say, "Hey, listen, I wanted to separate this. This this can't be. This is not a healthy relationship." Mm. And you come to Romans eight verse seven, and it says, "Without God." God's mercy and grace in our lives, we are in the same camp as the devil. Hostility, enmity towards God. And when that, when that, when I, when that rang true, I said, no, I'm not like this. This is not me. I can't be that way. But I had to come to a point to realize I am that way without God and to recognize how, as I mentioned before, to recognize how uh, disgusting and how bad things are and how things can be really, really dark when the light comes on. <laughs> you really appreciate what the light does mm. because you know what the situation is. So right now as I'm talking to you, Tabitha, mm-hmm. I, I understand the possibility of who I could be without God in my life. And, and it's, it's not something you like. <laughs> it's not something I like. In fact, Tabitha, I've done I've done thought experiments where I put myself. Man, imagine that I was one of the people that was, um, you know, Hitler's right hand man. 
<laughs> you know, I put myself in uh, in different situations in the Bible. What if I was the Philistine? What if I was that? I I could be that without God in my life. Mm. And when I know that, I'm more grateful when I do good things. Mm. That I that I can think good things. That I can think to love my wife. That I can think to love my children. And that I want to uh, help people out that are going through issues. You know that I I want to do ministry. These are all gifts that come from God. And and this should help us realize too that with this with this um, tax collector that has this attitude of realizing his need of uh, of mercy, we start to appreciate. Wow, I need I need him every single minute. <laughs> I need I need Jesus in my life every time a situation comes up that is chaotic. You know, and sometimes we use these words. Oh, I can't believe it. You know, I'm I'm at a stage where it's like I can't believe it. I can't believe people can be this nasty. You know, if they don't let God live in, live through them, of course, this is the result we're going to get. You know, like it's, uh, and so anything that is good, like anything that you're blessed with, then I can count that too. This is God working through that person, even though they don't know that it's God working through that person. Mm. You know, like uh, I, I used this example the other day when a, when a mother is pushing their baby and they're having a great time and the mother may not be a believer. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, in my heart, I'm like, if only you knew where that love came from, you know? You you would know where to give your gratitude, and you would know the opposite. If God didn't have that love that you're experiencing right now, you wouldn't be doing that. You could have dumped this baby somewhere else. You know, like I, I just, it's just amazing that um, the tax collector's revelation of of uh, what it means to worship God mm. and our God. You know, when you look at the most popular Psalm, Psalm 23. At the uh, one of the last things it says, it says, "Surely goodness and mercy will follow me for the rest of my days." It's God's desire to exercise mercy towards us, but you can't give mercy to to a person that doesn't feel like they need it. Mm. That's what we see from the Pharisee. We look to the tax collector and we say that that's the attitude that I want to exercise. I want to come. I want to come to the Lord in humbleness, and I and I want to know that. I want to understand what it means to need His mercy and to accept it. So, from from the from the example I used before, when it comes to worshiping God, it's like uh, it's like His light, His glory reveals all these flaws <laughs> that we have, mm. all these things that we, we we're short of, and just like that criminal on the cross, and just like that person, that, that example that I used, where that person um, when he stole things from my house. We don't have the ability, we don't have the resources, we don't have any of these things to fulfill those requirements. And right now, the, the, the world needs Jesus, but we just need to admit, just like the tax collector, mm. I'm a sinner, not worthy of this, but Lord, I require your mercy. Mm. You know, But we take that step just like the tax collector did. Mm. Wow. What a powerful sharing. Thank you, David, for mm. that. And I really hope our listeners have been blessed with your sharing. Um, just to remind our listeners, uh, the code to claim our free book offer, it's Encounter 9, Encounter number 9. Don't put any space between. Text that to 0488-880-891 and we'll be able to send that book to you. Um, sometimes it may take a few weeks, but uh, we'll make sure that you get the book you request for. And uh, what do you have for us next week, David? Next week we start a new series, and it's uh, it's the parables of 
wisdom and foolishness. Wisdom versus foolishness. Next week, we look at the Matthew 25, and it's called the, um, the Ten Young Virgins. Mm. Interesting. It's a very mm. beautiful and common story anyway. Um, make sure to join us next week uh, to hear more of what David has to share. And uh, tomorrow we have Peter. Peter will be talking about a knowledge of God. And uh, Peter will be with Jason. So join Peter and Jason tomorrow to hear more of what he has to share. Thank you for joining us today. And wherever you are, I hope you enjoyed the rest of your day. We're going out with this song, If We Are Honest, by Francesca Bastistelli. Truth is harder than a lie The dark seems safer than the light And everyone has a heart that loves to hide I'm a mess and so are you We've built walls nobody can get through Yeah, it may be hard but the best thing If we're honest